0: This is Dr. Hubert, and you're listening to The Dr. Hubert Show. Hello, friends. Welcome to The Dr. Hubert Show. This is a brand new show. This is show one of one on my new podcast. My desire for this show is to inspire you, to help you create and implement personal strategies that will better your life. I am super excited about this show. I'm so happy that you decided to join me on this show because uh, we're going to be doing some great stuff. We have great things in store, but mainly I just want to share with you some of the things that I've done, some of the things that I've implemented in my life that have helped me tremendously. Um, it helped me heal when I was sick. That helped me keep going when I was tired. It helped me um, just be better. Ultimately, be better. I want to share those things with you. And uh, ultimately, we're going to go on this journey together. And the goal is is just to be better together. We're going to learn. We're going to have more guests on who are experts in specific fields. Some of the experts that I've called on over the years when I was down and out or broken and, and needed help or whatever may have you. But the best part uh, of this show is we get to do it together. We get to learn together. I still learn from all of my mentors, even some of them I've had for 20 years, and I still learn things from them, which is awesome. So I can't wait to have them on the show in the future. But more than anything else, we get to do this together. It's going to be a fun time, a fun thing. And uh, I encourage you to, to follow the show each and every week. If you have questions, uh, reach out. If you think you have information that the world needs to hear, uh, maybe we'll have you on the show. So uh, strap on, hold on, and you know we're going to go on this journey together and better our health, better our lives, and uh, talk about just how we can be better. So. Um, How it all started, let's just talk about how I got started to where I am today, why is health so important to me, why do I love teaching people how to be healthy, and where does all my passion come from. So. To tell you a little bit about me, I was born and raised in Andrews, Texas, far west Texas, out in oil and gas country where the tumbleweeds and rattlesnakes are pretty thick. So uh, Andrews is a small oil and gas community just north of Midland, and uh, there's not a whole lot to do there, but it is a great place to grow up. It's known for its great schools and great people and a few famous restaurants, Buddy's Steak Fingers. There was actually a Hubert's barbecue there for about 50 years, which is my grandfather's business. And uh, uh, that's kind of what Andrew's has been known for. So we'll talk about some of those things uh, in the future. But Growing up, um, you know, like I said, I was born and raised in Andrews. I had a wonderful childhood. I know a lot of people's podcasts, they talk about how rough and uh, how tough their childhood was, but my childhood was absolutely fantastic. I had two very loving, very dedicated parents. My mom was a teacher. She taught second grade for almost 30 years. She was a little bitty woman. She was about five foot, ninety pounds and all fire. She has uh, no joke of a mom. she Demanded a lot, but she was very caring, very loving, but she was, she was tough. She was, she was your old school teacher. So she would, uh, demand the best and, had a funny way of bringing the best out in you. So she was very tough, but she was uh, she was really influential in my life. She really made me do things that I didn't even know I could do, which was pretty awesome. So, uh, and my dad, he worked in oil and gas um, growing up. He spent about thirty years working for Texaco. Uh, he was a marine, so he still once a marine, always a marine. So uh, he he raised me a lot with a lot of marine tendencies and demanded a lot of discipline and and demanded that I stayed on track and didn't let me deviate too far. Uh, but I, I love them dearly. They have both since passed away and I'll talk about a little bit about what happened to them and how that happened. But uh, I really had a wonderful childhood. I couldn't ask for any more out of my childhood. So uh, I know many of people's podcast is doom and gloom about the way they were raised and where they were raised and that, that, that kind of thing. But I can tell you my childhood was actually absolutely fantastic. Um, me personally, where I actually developed my you know, my love for health and wellness is just realizing what made me feel good. You know, helping people has always made me feel good. And uh, making healthy decisions has always made me feel good. And sharing with others and having other people part of my life has always been something that, that is, uh been very, very important to me. So um, that's really where I, I knew from day one I always wanted to help people some way, somehow. Um, I had a, a pretty long and good junior golf career and I, I was a golfer as a child and I was really dedicated to it I spent a lot of my childhood going to golf tournaments working taking lessons hitting golf balls at just about every every hour of daylight trying to better my game and in my uh, in my childhood mind I thought one day I might be a professional golfer but uh, just like the PGA Tour slogan goes these guys are good they are really good when you have to play against them you really realize how good they really are so the golf career it didn't really work out I still Love the game. It's my favorite game to follow. Uh, I love being a part of it any way I can. Uh, But at the end of the day, I figured out at some point you got to figure out uh, what are you going to do with your life. And I I basically went to uh, went to chiropractic school, and uh, chiropractic has been something that has helped me. And I went into chiropractic with the desire to help people. But it wasn't until it wasn't until uh, one of my longtime business coaches. Uh, came and spoke to our chiropractic classroom and he basically said, uh, he asked the question in the class, how many of you are exhausted? How many of you are tired and frustrated with your life? And pretty much all the room raised, raised their hand. Um, if you don't know anything about chiropractic school, it is very difficult. It is long. It is exhausting. It takes it takes you to the pit of your gut. I mean, it's really, really challenging. By that point, we were about five to six weeks into chiropractic school when he came and spoke to us. And I'll never forget something he said. He we all raised our hand. We're all exhausted and, and really kind of beat up right off the bat. And he said, you're always going to feel this way until you find a purpose bigger than yourself. And that hit home with me uh, at the time. my mother had actually gotten really, really sick. she was actually really sick when I actually went to chiropractic school, and she actually died six weeks after I started chiropractic school and she She started off with lung cancer she didn 't drink she didn 't smoke she exercised regularly she was just a she was just a teacher she just really had a passion for teaching and a love for teaching and uh, really had a gift for getting the best out of her students and one of the one of the things that you know happened to her, that I watched her go through this cancer journey with my father. Um, you know, I really watched and got to see kind of how broken the medical model actually really is, and um, I got to see what happened to her. They made lots of trips to MD Anderson in Houston, uh, Andrews, Texas, to MD Anderson. That's a long drive. They made that drive about fifty six times trying to save her life, and I watched my father desperately, frantically try to save the love of his life. And ultimately, she died the most disgusting, degrading death that I'd ever seen. She had ulcers from the tip of her tongue down to the pit of her stomach. She had lost her hair. She probably weighed about 65 pounds when she actually passed away. Um, you know, literally the last two months of her life was just trying to keep her comfortable. So that means high doses of morphine, kind of every hour on the hour, and really watching her waste away. And the part that really got me, and I guess it really got my father as well, I watched him age tremendously because of the events that were occurring. He just couldn't believe what was happening before his eyes. But the hardest part was um, we felt like we were giving her the best care that the world had to offer. I mean, we did our research. We thought MD Anderson was the best place for her to go. Uh, In about a two-year period, my father spent about $2 million trying to save my mother and it was still the most heartbreaking experience that i've ever been through. so watching her and then wondering if this is what 2 million dollars gets you with this current healthcare model, we know there has to be a problem. and that's really what kind of gave me some fire to see something has to be done. we have to figure out something better than this. i didn't figure out i didn't figure her lifestyle was was that bad. i didn't think she did anything wrong, but ultimately the best healthcare in the world Uh, Couldn't save her life and what that made me realize is that we have to be proactive towards our health and not reactive I remember uh, at her funeral. Her funeral was a very, very, very large funeral. I think there's only been one or two funerals in my hometown that were actually larger than her. So, I mean, it was amazing to me that someone who pretty much was quiet and kept to herself and this little bitty woman that all she really did was teach iron. And for whatever reason, she loved to watch the young and the restless. She had all these VHS tapes stacked on top of the VCR and she would uh, grade papers and iron and watch the Young and the Restless and then go teach all day. That was kind of her her thing. But uh, it's amazing how many people's lives she really touched. And uh, she was so quiet. She really wasn't a socialite, really wasn't a people person. But I remember being at her funeral and and I was standing with my dad. We were the last two people to leave the church. And my dad turned to me and he said, I'm sorry, son. And I said, sorry for what? And he said, I'm sorry I couldn't save your mother. I always believed if I had time and I had money that I could fix anything and I couldn't save your mother. And obviously he was heartbroken, but it wasn't his fault. He poured everything he had, every ounce of energy, research, money, time, everything he could, it was just her time. So that that moment I'll never forget in my life either, just because I, I realized, man, this health thing is real. And then moving forward, once I got to chiropractic, I was actually in chiropractic school. Once I went back to school, I really had to make up my mind. Am I really going to do this? Because it was hard. It was difficult. It was almost unjustifiably difficult. But uh, I kind of went back and had a bit of a chip on my shoulder. I'm like, you know what? If I'm going to go back and I'm going to restart this thing, we're going to get after it. We're going to go 100 100 miles an hour and get it done. And uh, that's really where the fire and dedication came from. But when I my, my business coach, my mentor, he said, you're going to feel this way until you find a person. Purpose bigger than yourself and that's where I found my purpose that's why I love helping people that's why there's always an an urgency to help people and uh no matter who when where needs help I am all about um I'm all about doing everything I can to give them the guidance they need to better their life, and it's all because um, you know the stakes are crucial. We're in, we're in a world today where health is one of the most elusive things there is, but it is clearly our most valuable asset. We spend all of our time trying to trying to make money, trying to raise our kids and family, and a lot of times our health gets put on the back burner. And I guess if my mom had one fault, that's probably what she did. She was dedicated to her career, she was dedicated to being a mom, and she probably did not pay attention to her health near as well as she should. She was always trying to save money and, and make sure her finances were in order and that sort of thing. But at the end of it all, all the money in the world wouldn't have saved her life. So what that really taught me is that, that we can't afford to lose our health because the reality of buying it back is almost non existence. I mean, we've seen other people that this same sort of thing happened to. We saw it happen to Steve Jobs. He had the most valuable company in the world when he passed away. And he couldn't buy his own health back. He couldn't buy his life back. He's surrounded by smart people, had all the resources in the world. And when he got sick, he still died just like everybody else. So. As far as finding that purpose bigger than me, that's my purpose. That's where I found it. That that one day in time, I'll never forget because that changed my outlook on my whole entire life. And uh, ever since then, I've had a purpose bigger than me. I'll continue to have a purpose bigger than me. And my real purpose is to help you. Uh, health is one of the most elusive, confusing, overwhelming things out there. There There's so much information and I will be the first to tell you my way is not the only way, okay? So there are lots of ways to get to your desired goals and results. This is not. This is not a cult like experience. I am not telling you you have to do things my way. Uh, if I don't do anything other than inspire, inspire you, I will tell you uh, that that's a huge success to me. If I can ex- inspire you to learn, grow, develop, research, maybe even take what I say or what I do uh, to a, a deeper level and go learn more than even I know, so. Uh, I will consider that a huge success and a huge win, but at least it, it puts health on your radar because if you know in the back of your mind that you should be doing things better or that you could be doing things better and you're just not because you're busy or you're tired or you're fatigued or you just don't know where to go for help. Um, that's really what this shows for. So I encourage you to follow us in the weeks to come because great things are going to happen. So, um, Once I really found my purpose, uh, obviously, I I finished school and and got my degree and went and did a a big, awesome internship with the second largest chiropractor in the world. Uh, We were in Lake Mary, Florida, and uh, that was an excellent learning experience. I really learned how to, uh, once again, dig deep, uh, take my mind to places, body to places, physically, mentally, spiritually to places I'd never been before. I'd never been pushed quite like that before. And uh, I learned a lot. I came back with a, a real desire to serve and help. And here we are uh, 15 years later, and that same desire burns in me every day. That's what gets me up early. That's what keeps me up late. Uh, it's it's really to help people just like you. So it's it's really not for me. I love learning along the way. I love being a part of people's journey. And I really love being that connection between God, the spiritual and man, the physical. And I'm honored to be a part of that. Anytime I can help anybody get to their desired goals, uh, that's really what I want to do. And that's nothing, that's all the reward I need. That's really all the payment I need is to know that I got, I got chosen to be a part of your health journey. So um, that's really where it comes from. So when I start thinking about health and start thinking about what it means for me and what it means for you, it means everything. I mean, you, I quickly watched my perfect childhood where I had two parents that genuinely cared for one another, they loved one another, they had the best marriage that I'd ever seen. And once my mother passed away, I watched it kind of blow everything up. Um, not that we it totally derailed us, but it's definitely an empty place in our heart. She was only 50 years old when she died. So, uh, you know, I was 25, she was 50 when she died. And, uh, living without your mother for, for, from 25 on. It's a tough reality. You realize that the decisions that were made were permanent decisions. And you just look back on it and wonder what what could we have done different? And the thing we could done different is just really make health uh, a proactive approach. Uh, so much in our lives are reactive. We react to things. You know, we, we really don't get concerned until the event occurs. And then we try we try to save the sinking ship, which is totally backwards because health is our most valuable asset. We should always be proactive. And that's what I'm here to do is just help you be proactive with your health journey. Find yourself and uh, figure out how to be better every day. No matter where we're at, we can be better. I mean, that's when I wake up in the mornings, that's the first thing I think about is how can I be better? How can I better serve? How can I better my health? How can I better better my mental well-being? Um, and and most importantly, importantly, I know if I'm not healthy and I'm not healthy health, healthy and happy, I can't help you. I absolutely have to be healthy and happy myself in order to be able to help you. And that's that's the most important thing to me. That's what I wake up just with the desire to do. And uh, that's what I go to bed thinking about. And pretty much every every moment in between, I'm thinking about creative ways that I can help inspire you to be the best you and when that happens, you don't want to compare yourself to others. You're not comparing your journey to other people's journey. You know, you're not comparing, it's all about being the best you could be. And everybody's best is a little bit different. Obviously, we have world class people in world class scenarios, but your world class scenario may be totally different from someone else's. So, don't beat yourself up. Don't compare yourself to the world class. Use the world class to inspire you. Um, there's still people I look up to. And I'm like, you know, they do such a good, great job of that. I want to be like that. You know, they do such a good job at that. I want to I want to have that someday. And that's that's really what the best in the world should do. They should inspire you to truly be better. So, um That's what this show is all about. In the future, we're going to have people who are who are experts on mental mental health coaching as far as motivational coaching, motivational speaking, uh, business people who've done well. I'm noticing a trend in the business world. I'm noticing people who were normally just business people Uh, starting to really take an initiative to have better health. And it's one of the most interesting things to me is to watch and study uh, a lot of the nation's billionaires. A lot of the nation's billionaires today, um, they used to be just all about money, but now they're really all about health. You're seeing some very fit people reach billionaire status. And the reason they're doing that is because in their youth, they don't really have their wisdom. And by the time they have their wisdom, their youth is gone. So now what they're figuring out is they're figuring out if I can if I can extend my youth, that means I can have my youth and my wisdom. And that's what propels them to new heights. That's what allows them to do amazing things and uh, create major huge companies that have a major impact on the world. So it's always exciting to me to study these people who seem to have it all going from them. One reason I for them, I, I really love to watch and see what they do. And the reason I love it so much is because you find out uh, whatever struggles you're having in your life, uh, they had those struggles times a hundred and they figured out a way, uh, not always by themselves, but they found people along the way to join their team and inspire them and then help them get past their struggles to go on and, and find their best them. And that's, that's what this is all about. So, um, as far as being healthy, you gotta have your health before you can do anything else. I mean, you absolutely have to have it. And if I was gonna say, you know, when do you start your health journey? You want to start right away. I mean, I know that we're towards the end of the year right now and people are are kind of sabotaging their health. With the idea that they're going to start this new life January 1, right? So this New Year's resolution January 1, they're going to start. But in the meantime, leading up to it, they're going to eat too much, drink too much, stay up too late and uh, do all the things that they know they shouldn't be doing. Well, those days are actually taking years off of their life as well. I mean, these are things that are, that are creating a worse problem, right? So if you had a, if you've accumulated debt throughout the year, and you know your debt's going to be a problem going into the new year, it doesn't help you to continue spending for the last couple of months of the year, right? You're just making your problem worse. You're making the hole deeper. So don't do that with your health. I mean, there's you can take active steps right away. I mean, the first thing I would say is, you know, make a list. Start with a list. Uh, start with a list of the things that are inhibiting you from being your best you and then make another list of the steps that you know you need to take without anybody else's help or guidance that you could do better. What are are the five things that you could do better starting tomorrow? For some people, it would be eliminating soft drinks. For other people, it may be things like taking a walk every day. If you're already walking, maybe you can start to run. Um, For other people, it may be eliminating the sweets or desserts or things like that. Um, and we can do these things in moderation, but in the beginning, uh, you want to, you want to make this a drastic change. Drastic change yield drastic results. So, and that's what we're looking for. We're looking for that transformation, that drastic result, that, that, uh, that thing that gives you momentum to continue being better and being the best you that you can be. So, um, I just think back all the time. I think about on my mom, I was like, if somebody would have just told her and just laid out a plan for her, she would have done it. She, she would have done it. She would have, she would have taken it by the horns, made sense of it and said, you know what, if I just do this things, this thing, these things, this thing, that I will, uh, I will get to where I want to be. And, uh, Where she ultimately probably wanted to be was living out the best years of her life. She started her first, she started her first teaching job at age 20, which was pretty interesting. She, uh, 20 years old, had her first teaching job and she taught until 50 and she actually retired on her deathbed, which is kind of a heartbreaking thing. So from, from 20 to 50, all she did was teach and You know, she was one of those really, really, really super disciplined people that just put money away like you wouldn't believe, stashed and invested and lived on peanuts. She did not spend money on anything and had accumulated all this money and then never really got to enjoy it, never really got to do anything with it because she lost her health along the way. And, uh, you know, I don't I don't even think she really had time to try to buy her health back because it just went so quick. Um, You know, as far as her death goes, she she you know, went in for, I believe, to have her gallbladder removed. She's having some gallbladder trouble. And uh, even then that should have been signs that there were problems. But, you know, in America, when you have your gallbladder removed, it's common, but it's also looked at as normal. And there's a big difference between being common and normal just because it's happening to everybody because everybody's having gallbladders removed and hysterectomies and prostates removed and that sort of thing. That doesn't mean that it's that it's normal. Even though it's common, it's not normal, but even then she was going to have her gallbladder removed and uh, they found this spot in her lung and this spot was the size of a green pea. So a little bitty green pea was this this little bitty spot in her lung and they went in and they did this biopsy and back then they had to deflate your lung to do the biopsy. So it turned into a major ordeal and uh, they went to try to get this little piece of this green pea size spot in her lung and which was extremely painful is extremely excruciating and um, they didn't get enough so not only did she have to go through that surgery once she had to go through it again they had to deflate her lung again because they didn't get enough and um, even then things were off to a rough start so it came back that it was cancerous And they gave her and my father a few options. They said, you know, we can do a little radiation and we can take this thing out or we can do we can just remove that spot or we can remove the entire lobe of the lung. But there is a 96 percent chance that you're going to be cancer free with whatever treatment you choose. So they elected to go in and remove that spot from her lung. They basically went in and removed that spot and uh, 96 percent success rate. She's cancer free. Uh, She gets the teddy bear, gets the T-shirt, rings the bell. She's cancer free. And she starts going to uh, she continues to go to MD Anderson about every three months, about every three months for her checkups and every checkup she would go and it would be a good checkup. You know, she they would run down there and and spend the day running tests and looking at things, making sure that this cancer uh, did not come back and. Every three months, for 18 months, they went back and forth, and almost to where it was routine, to where they would go down there, they'd rent their hotel, they'd go spend all day at the hospital, do all the tests, come back the next day, get the results, and then leave sometime around noon. Well, after about 18 months, they went, they did their full day of testing, went back, got the results, already had the car packed and uh, ready to head home, just like they had for the previous months. And the doctor sat down and said, unfortunately, Ms. Hubert, your cancer has metastasized. And she thought, well, okay, maybe I just have another spot in my lung. Maybe it's moved to the other lung. And they said, no, your cancer has metastasized to your brain. She said, "Okay, so I have a brain tumor. And they said, no, you don't have a brain tumor. You have 600 brain tumors. Your brain is freckled with cancer. There's cancer all over your brain, 600 different tumors. Too many to operate on. Too many to really do do much with. So instead of going home like they norm like they thought they were about to, they ended up staying and trying to figure out a plan to treat her cancer. And then over the next you know bit, it was just all of the highly invasive, fear based stuff. Whether it was radiation, whether it was chemotherapy, and as I was watching this, I watched everything they did to her make her worse. She got sicker every single day. Um, My dad will definitely be talking about him a lot in the future, but uh, he was Mr. Optimistic. He really believed everything they were doing was the right thing and that she was going to get better. And this was going to just be a chapter in their life that they would eventually put behind them. But, um, you know, for about an 18, 20 month period, everything they did, she progressively got worse and she fought it tooth and nail. She did not want to leave this earth. She was all about continuing her teaching journey. In fact, they really tried to get her to retire uh, much earlier than she did, but she just knew the day that she retired, um, that was going to be her admitting defeat and her waving the white flag. And she just refused to do that. I mean, it was all the way to the point where she was basically on constant morphine before she signed the papers and said, you know what, I'm done. I can't physically do this anymore. So, um, with that being said, even with being monitored that close and, uh, going back and forth every three months, um, the biggest problem was no one ever taught her what health really was okay so she continued the diet that she had always had she continued the exercise regime that she'd always had and no one really taught her how to create an environment in her body that was favorable for healing and not favorable for her to metastasize cancer and that's what it all boils down to you know i i'm a firm believer in my faith i believe when it's your day it's your day But along the way, I truly believe we should be proactive with our health. I mean, our body is a temple. We should treat it as such. Um, We should take good care of it. But uh, in this world we live in today, it's very difficult. I mean, there is there is everything around us um, is really for indulgence. It's for satisfaction, the immediate satisfaction, whether it's the immediate taste or the immediate rush or high or excitement Um, but at the end of the day, at some point, we're going to have to pay for all those decisions. And I believe we should have a healthy, healthy, happy life. And, uh, but I can tell you that when you or your loved ones end up ill, um, it really takes the happiness from everybody. I mean, it, it, it consumes everybody. So the decisions you make don't just affect you. Ultimately they affect everybody else around you. They affect all your responsibilities. Um, they in- affect your employment. Sometimes a lot of you out there, you employ other people. And you know for a fact that uh, if you lose your health, they are going to lose their job, which uh, that disrupts other people. And nobody that that goes into a business wants to see things like this happen to the people that help them build the business. So You know, think about these things. That's what this is about. This is not just about doom and gloom. This is ultimately about inspiration. You know, if if my mom's story can inspire you to make better decisions and really face your fears of losing your health, um, that's the greatest thing that could come from this. So, um, you know, it's not to scare you. It's not a. It's not a sob story. It's none of those things. It's just all inspiration. For me, the choices I make in my life are far different because of what happened in hers. I don't live in fear. I'll tell you right now, I don't live in fear. I don't believe uh, cancer is a genetic thing. Uh, I believe it's all about a lifestyle thing that uh, we have much more control than what we realize. And I believe the human body when regarding health, I mean, I'm a, I'm a big supporter of Bruce Lipton when he says very little of the human body uh, is genetically related when it comes to health. And what that means for us That means we can really write our own script. We can ultimately figure out what we need to do to put ourselves in a position to have the life that we want to live. Now I can assure you, none of you want to live your life with the burden of being sick. Not only is it a burden for yourself, it's a burden for everybody else around you. And uh, we live in a world today where the medical model will take absolutely everything you have. It doesn't matter how much money you have or don't have; they will take it all. I mean, they. I mean, they will find a way, new creative thing uh, to inject you with, cut you with. Look at you with to take all your money. I mean, they will exhaust your insurance. They'll exhaust your Medicare. uh, They'll find a way. So the way you the way you position yourself is so important because if you can somehow not end up sick, not end up sick, you get everything you want. You get your finance. You get full control of your finances. You get full control of your relationships. You have. Full control of your unemployment, of your employment—not unemployment—you get full control of your employment, and uh, you get to live the life you want to live, and that's a free life, and that's what we really ultimately want to be. We want to be free. I mean, that's the goal—is to be as free as you can be, and uh, and inspire others. But I can tell you, you cannot inspire others when you're sick. So. So, as far as some of the things that you can do, what can you do to better yourself? First thing you're gonna do is you're gonna make a list. You're gonna make a list of the things you know you're not doing so well and another list of how to make those things better. Okay, and you're gonna start with those. And then I would suggest surrounding yourself with around people who are living the life that you want to live. Okay, surround yourself around people. who are living the life that you want to live? Who are already doing it? I mean, and and I have these people in every aspect of my life. I have people that um, you know I look up to for health. I have people that I look up to for for uh, motivation. I have people that I look up to for business. And it's okay for these people to change periodically. Sometimes you just grow and you grow, and that person doesn't really resonate with you, but. Find people to to be around. I mean, there's so many studies out there that say you're you're the sum of the three people you hang around with the most, or the sum of the five people you hang around with the most. I believe that to be true, and um, you know, there's a reason re- reason billionaires hang out with one another. There's a reason triathletes they hang out with one another. It's because they make them they make each other better. You know, they bounce ideas, they have an energy, they have an outlook, they have a a view of things and a perspective that makes them better. It makes them a better triathlete. It makes them a better business person. Motivational speakers. they hang out with each other. Why? They motivate, they pick up things, they pick up energy, they pick up ways to help people uh, be better. So we've got to do that in our own lives. We've got to take that same approach and that same technique, and that's one of the best things you can do. The next thing I'll say, if you have negative people in your life, you have people that are always tearing you down. Um, and not believing in you and taking away from every dream and every desire that you've ever had, you either need to have a very serious heart to heart talk with that person or you need to get that person out of your life. Okay. So if they don't respond to the heart to heart talk, it's time for them to go because uh, every failure in our life has an emotional component, but you really don't fail until you give up. You just find out one more way that it just didn't work. And, uh, Only people who fail are the people who quit. And that's the absolute truth. So if you have, if you, in your eyes, if you have felt like you failed over and over and over and over again, join the club. But let me tell you, you hadn't failed until you absolutely quit, till you throw in the towel, till you're done. So No matter how many rejections, shortcomings, whatever may have you you've ever had, um, it's not over until you say it's over and you don't have to say it's over. So surround yourself with positive people. If you have negative people in your life that are keeping you from doing what you really want to do and being the person you want to be, um, it's time to weed those people out. They got to go. I mean, they absolutely got to go. Nobody has the right to to destroy anyone else. No one has the right to keep anyone from being what God created them to be. So if you've used this as an excuse, um, today's the last day. I mean, take this and uh, do one of two things. Give this person a good talking to or these people a good talking to. And if they don't change their ways, it's ultimately time to cut them loose and let them go. So those are just a few things that will help you create a foundation uh, to better your life, better your health, better your energy, better your sense of well-being. And remember, if you don't believe in you, no one else is going to believe in you, right? So if you don't believe in you, no one else is either. So uh, find a way to believe in you, spend hours listening to positive people and People that resonate with you, that make you feel good, that make you want to want to get up and do better and be better and come up with a strategy. Um, That's who you want to surround yourself with, because there is there is truly an emotional component to this. I mean, once you start to believe, um, just like Henry Ford said, whatever you believe is going to be true. Either way, whether you're wrong or right, I mean, whether it's good or bad, whatever you believe, it's it's going to be true. I mean, and that's there is so much truth to that. And if you're down and out in, um, you know, truly broken, these are just a few simple things you can do. If you're on the cusp, maybe you've had great you've had greatness your entire life and you're on the cusp of the ultimate victory, the one you've been looking for for your entire life these same simple steps will apply to you, okay? So they will help you. I mean, it's all about getting that list, getting that foundation, surrounding yourself with people who've already done it and really taking a, taking a look at yourself from 50,000 feet and analyzing what are you doing? What could you be doing better? Do you have any destructive behavior, okay? So that was one for me. I mean, I was, that was a big one for me for a long time is that anytime I didn't win, Uh, I was destructive. So it's one thing not to win or not to be successful, but you really should take that and, 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 and use it as one as fuel, but two as feedback for what you're going to do different next time to be better. All right. So, you know, it it reminds me of the, the old men playing dominoes, you know, when the, when the one person loses, they take and hit the table and break the table in half and all the dominoes fly on the floor. Uh, Well, now the game's over. Nobody can play. It's not any fun. You can't grow from it. You don't have another chance because you just broke the table. We don't want to break the table. What we want to do is take and figure out, okay, where did I go wrong that cost me the game? And uh, let's play again because I won't lose like that again, right? So um, with that in your life, if you have destructive behavior, if you have destructive thoughts, one of the best things you can do is get that out of your life. Uh, That toxic thinking, that aggressive thinking It is devastating to our overall well-being and ultimately our overall success. So um, we're going to wrap this thing up. This is just a just a taste of what's to come on the Dr. Hubert show. And uh, if you have questions, you know, you have comments, if you need help, if I can't help you directly, um, I will do my best to find someone that can help you. But I I just encourage you to to definitely follow the show and uh, subscribe to the show. And the reason I say that is because we're going to have some awesome guests in the future, people who have helped me. They've done a great job helping me in virtually every aspect of my life, Um, even authors of some of the books I've read and things like that. Uh, Just to talk about in depth, you know, there's always it's always great to get another perspective. And you don't always have to agree 100 percent. But if you gain if you gain one or two things that you can implement right away and that will make your life better, It's a huge success. That's the way I got here. I got here literally one little step at a time. Um, You know, with my health, I've been sicker than sick, but I found a way to get my body to heal Uh, with my finances. I've been broker than broke. (laughs) I've been in that situation where I felt like I owed everybody and uh, found a way to get back to even and then found a way To uh, succeed there as well, which has been an awesome thing. I've I've been in a situation where, you know, I I never thought I'd ever go on vacation again because I I had to work. And one day off was going to cost me everything, cost me my business and my livelihood. I've had years up until this COVID pandemic where I took eight vacations. So no matter where you're at, um, there are people in your life that can help you, help you find a strategy to get to where you want to get and uh, live the life you want to live and be free as you can be and and ultimately find that happiness. I mean, the ultimate goal is to be the best you you can be and uh, be happy and inspire others. And uh, that's going to wrap up the the Dr. Hubert show today. And uh, I hope all is well and uh, bless you all. If you have questions, definitely reach out.